Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. My name is Chloe Tonus, and this is the podcast where we cover cybercrimes, cybersecurity news, and I try to teach you a little bit about practical cybersecurity in little bite-sized episodes. This week, we're going to discuss phishing. When you think of phishing, what do you typically think of? Is it emails with links trying to trick you into entering your bank information? Maybe text messages with fake order delivery confirmations that make you panic to go cancel immediately. Those are good examples, but what about the innocuous little QR code on a street lamp, window sign, business card, resume, or restaurant menu? Can those be used to scam you too? The answer is, yeah, of course they can. And I'll explain to you how and give you some practical examples that have happened in the real world. The QR code has been around for a while, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a cell phone without a built-in QR code scanner in the camera these days. A QR code, or a quick response code, is a type of barcode that can be used to store information. Most of the time you see them is likely for marketing purposes, whether it allows you to learn more about a product, download a menu, or point you to a website. However, you shouldn't just scan every code you see, as they can be made by anyone, and of course used for malicious purposes. In January of 2022, there were several cities in Texas, including Austin, San Antonio, and Houston, with cases involving fake QR codes posted on parking meters. This tricked people into believing that you could simply scan the code, enter your payment information, and pay for your parking spot, when in reality, not only was your parking not paid for, but your bank account could be drained by scammers. This problem was most prevalent in San Antonio, with more than 100 pay stations stickered with fraudulent QR codes, where Austin only had 29 of these. In a press release relating to this incident, Austin Parking Division Manager Jason Redfern stated that QR codes were specifically not used because they were easy to fake and place over real ones. They also continued to inspect 900 pay stations to ensure no additional rogue QR codes and encouraged anyone to call the police non-emergency line if someone was caught tampering with a parking meter. Although now you may think twice about scanning that QR code downtown at the parking garage, you should still know to stay wary about QR codes that end up in your email as well. It's pretty common that during any kind of security training you learn not to click on any links. And you should treat QR codes the same. Let's say you get a sketchy email at work and you click on a link in it. There's a good chance your security team will have blocklisted this website from your work computer, or at least be able to figure out that you clicked on the link if you report strange activity on your account. But what if you don't open the link on your computer at all? That means any security controls on your work network can then be bypassed as you'd be opening it on your phone instead. With a smaller screen, it may also be more difficult to tell real sites from fake ones. For example, on mobile devices, URLs are not fully visible, so you may not notice that the domain name is strange. And formatting issues can just be excused by a lot of websites not working very well on mobile devices, let's just say. Text may also be smaller, so you may not bother to read it and skip over simple grammatical issues. There was one such case in Germany that involved phishing emails, supposedly from a bank, that asked users to review new data policies or security procedures that can then be accessed just by scanning a QR code. Of course, when you scan this QR code, it leads to a fake version of the bank website and will steal the credentials of anyone who tries signing in to review these policies. This particular scam was very clever, as it wasn't making up any ridiculous claims that may cause a user to panic like your typical phishing email would. This can make it harder for people to spot it, as when you learn about phishing, you're taught that it is intended to make you panic and therefore think irrationally. 
But what's even more clever is that the QR code itself doesn't contain a clear text URL for spam filters to filter out. Many spam filters rely on checking the reputation of links listed in the emails. If a link is known to be malicious, it may be put in your spam junk or not even sent to you at all. But if there is no link and there's just a QR code to scan, it's a lot trickier to check for that. This particular scan resulted in people who scanned the QR codes entering their bank credentials, including their codes, usernames, and PIN. And the site will also prompt you to enter them again, saying they were incorrect, which ensures that the scammers are more likely to be getting accurate information, as you likely type much more carefully once you've entered your information incorrectly once. So should you just refuse to scan QR codes at restaurants in fear of getting hacked? Not exactly. You should avoid scanning them when unnecessary, but there are ways to scan them safely. You can manually look at the URL of a QR code you scan, but if you don't really know what to look for, this can be difficult. Kaspersky and Sophos are two cybersecurity companies that have actually created apps that will tell you if a QR code points to a malicious site. Kaspersky's app is simply called Kaspersky QR Scanner, and Sophos's app is called Intercept X. So if you really need to scan a QR code for whatever purpose, you can always use one of those apps to do it instead of your native camera app. QR codes may be charming little codes that are easily accessible to anyone with a smartphone, and when used effectively, they make good marketing tools. But you should treat a QR code like a link, and think before you scan. That being said, if you found this episode through a QR code, I hope you enjoyed and will consider tuning in every week so you can learn more about cybersecurity and cybercrimes. I'd like to thank my sources, Tom's Guide, Security Magazine, ARS Technica, and Bleeping Computer for providing real cases of QR code phishing, and a bit of information on how to mitigate the risk. If you'd like to learn more about what I discussed, I always post my sources in a paste bin that is linked in the podcast description. Please feel free to check that out. But most importantly, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. And until next time, stay secure.